You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the 406th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim testing out a new recording studio in Orlando. Hey, this is Matt. Really hoping Tim's studio doesn't cause me a great deal of extra work this week in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, where I just purchased the recording equipment. I am not the IT guy who sets it up. Uh, So blame Tim if things don't work. Oh, I totally set it up. Um, yeah. I, well, we like to thank all the listeners and supporters we, of the yeah. Wide Angle Podium Network that <laughs> helped us get this brand thank new you. recording equipment. Um, make sure you leave, rate, and review. Um, if it's a five-star review, leave that on iTunes. If it's a negative review, put it on our Yelp page. Um, gentlemen, we look fantastic. Well, at least two of us. Spencer and I mm-hmm. have some amazing Tour de France accoutrements. Yeah. Very nice. The caravan, courtesy of longtime listener and friend of the podcast, Minnesota cycling legend Jesse Reince. Um, I've got a, a beautiful polka dot cycling cap, but Spencer takes mm-hmm. the cake right now. I mean, the two of us, I'm, unfortunately, the little guy didn't get anything. I am feeling like Michael Matthews himself right now, actually. Oh. Wearing a green jersey inspired green skoda bucket hat it's i have to admit i'm a little disappointed i didn't get the bucket hat you should be i think i think i definitely got the second straw jesse i'm a little disappointed um but at least i'm not little guy who didn't get anything i i i got something it's just you can't see it because it's under my drinks it's some very cool cofidus Uh, coasters. They're 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 really nice, actually. They're uh, one's one's got a little funny. Uh, well, they got two funny little faces. One's got sunglasses on. One's sticking its tongue out. Little Kofidis sun. And they, you got, they're nice. They got cork got, on the back. They're legit. They don't slide around on the table. Um, I've been using them. I've been so enjoying them. You got coasters. Them. You got oh yeah. Well, you know when you're living that Kofidis lifestyle, like, you're yeah. just basically like most you're of the, the riders. Pack, but you're just coasting. Yeah, yeah, you're just having a drink. You're just relaxing. It's not. Uh-huh. It's not serious. It's no you pressure. Know. Tranquilo. A, a, coast, a coaster is pretty much what Kofidis is, right? It's just, it's kind of there. Coasting along in the middle. Yeah. Device. It protects the integrity of the table. Um, it, you know, yes. just like Kofidis protects the integrity of the Peloton by being an average mm-hmm. French cycling team. Um, well, yeah, luckily, even, I, th- even coasting, even coasting, I think uh, they will still be part of the world tour. Uh, next season because I don't think they're going to get relegated, you guys. I don't think anybody's going to get relegated <laughs> because what we called months ago, mm-hmm. I think it was me, actually. If we go back to the tape, probably is you. If little guy really wants to check, if little guy really wants to check the audio quality, he could go back to, I don't know, episode 370 or something, where I say, guys, there's no way anybody's going to get relegated. This is the dumbest thing ever. It sounds like a UCI idea. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a great idea until it comes to execution and they, and now there's lawsuits that may happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's be honest, there's an economic calamity coming over the course of winter in Belgium and elsewhere, all of central Europe that I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of teams left standing at the end of this, um, uh. the way the economy's going sad, but there isn't even enough teams to keep these world tour licenses. Well, there's going to be, um, they're just giving out world tour licenses. Now they're like, well, here's, here's what's going to happen is instead of three teams going down and three coming up, we'll just keep the ones up who were, who should go down. But then also the three that are supposed to come up, we'll let them come up. So we'll just give three extra licenses out and have 
a couple, you know, dozen extra, yeah, a couple dozen extra riders in the in the field, which is, you know, definitely not a recipe for disaster and wasn't the whole point of reducing things mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know we called it. I know, like, I probably. I haven't listened to the tapes, but I'm, I, w- I bet your assessment is correct, Tim. I bet you, you called it out. I bet I didn't think much about it because I didn't think it would actually happen despite yeah. being announced. Um, are we are we actually surprised? Like Because they've been kind of making a deal about it? So the UCI sometimes actually has some ideas. You're like, I like them trying new things. Uh-huh. I like this idea in theory of promotion relegation i think it should be happening because it brings value to some of these lower races like we saw today with the gp in montreal mm-hmm. harsh words this is a great race. A certain rider who won today spencer i don't yep. want to pronounce his name incorrectly well you're at the wrong podcast for that oh, i just thought I'm you just were gonna the say one tadjik poga car hmm it sounds right let's go with okay. that okay I thought there was another way that we say it on the pod. I've heard people say Pagacha. Uh, um, okay. So anyways, so those races matter in this promotion relegation thing. Uh-huh. The Japan Cup would matter more than we think it should. Um, I just not surprised. However, the UCI did announce the schedule for next year's world championships in Glasgow. Did you guys see this? No. It's, Ten day, it's the, the 11-day cycling festival. The opening event, the men's road race. The closing event, the women's road race. How awesome is that? The capstone of the week of the cycling celebration is going to be the women's road race. I absolutely love this. It's almost like they realized that, you know, you can capstone events with a women's uh, cycling event. Now, I'm sure there's actually like a UCI reason, like, oh, it has to do with when the tour ends or whatever. But the truth is the women getting the show – on the final weekend, absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, that's cool. When is the cycle ball, Tim? Uh, when is that hitting? Like, I'm, I'm thinking like Tuesday, after 11 a.m. Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tuesday yeah, okay. afternoon. <laughs> okay. So, so anybody that wants to find us in Glasgow next year, it's probably going to be there at, you know, think of like the smallest arena possible, mm-hmm. um, and then go even smaller. Go to that mm-hmm. high school gym. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll probably be playing Quidditch, uh, and uh, when they're not doing that. We'll be there watching Cycle Ball. Mm-hmm. Being rowdy. I think and we after, can get a section. I think we get 20 people. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Then after we'll do a live show somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we've said that before. Good record. We've but got a good record truth. at. We've, we've pulled it off when one do time. I lie? It was when great. Do I lie? <laughs> when, when do I lie about saying I'm going to be somewhere and then not? A um, mm-hmm. couple Next times, weekend. I think. Next weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, let's talk about the Volta, shall we? Let's do it. Oh, Our yeah. three weeks of misery. Oh, come on. This last week was good. Even though even though we lost uh, Roglic, it was, it was fun. It, the GC action was, was fun. It yeah. was okay. It um, could have been better. You know what? It could have been better if Roglic hadn't better. crashed, been crashed out by Fred Wright, who threw a bunch of toys underneath him and yelled, I don't like you, old man, and crashed him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all know, if it wasn't for Fred riding like that, he rode, and let's admit it, you guys, he rode like a jerk in a straight line. Yeah. Which you shouldn't do in a sprint. You're supposed to weave around. No. So Now, how does how does Rog- how did Roglic respond to Fred Wright taking him out? Like someone who's this probably... This savage had, chop of Fred Wright. Yeah, yeah someone who's had uh, too many crashes and maybe not had not had the management of the team tell him enough that he's been in the wrong many of the times can you can you yeah. tell me who's a worse straight line rider caleb ewan or fred wright <laughs> well oh. um oh. i think i think we'd have to go caleb on that but uh caleb did just win a race today and i think fred wright despite getting second on what like 400 volta stages this year uh uh-huh. still doesn't have a pro win despite having a really great volta I mean, if if you guys are like the rest of us out here in the cycling world, um, you've watched this video from every angle. You've seen the stills. You've seen the 
helicopter shots. Rogue took himself out in his crash. Clearly. Clearly. I mean... And every shot I've seen, Fred Wright's handlebars are ahead of Roguelix, and that's, in my book, all that all that's needed. Uh, and he's following the wheel. And he's following the wheel, and Roguelix's trying to get the wheel, and he doesn't. And, you know, he might be sad that he didn't get the respect he deserves as a veteran of the Peloton or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, he I like most of the time when there's a conflict or an incident both parties think they're right like mm-hmm. usually that's just kind of how it goes that's why there's a conflict yeah usually they don't issue press releases through the team stating the other rider was definitely in the wrong and i it's, definitely didn't do anything wrong at all no, especially when there's video of it look like bad. that's the part i don't get I don't know who approved this. Like, who in the PR team at Jumbo was like, yeah, okay, send it. Because um, it seems like one of those things where it's a, you get a bunch of angry texts from Roglic if you're on that PR team, and you're like, okay, yeah, we're definitely write a press release about this. And then you wait for him to cool off, and you never do it. Like, you know, um, yeah. we're, we're going we're gonna to get it. Don't worry, we're on this. And, like, maybe they drafted up the thing and meant to send it to uh to to roguelik like yeah this is what we sent to our journalism list but then they accidentally did send it to the journalism list maybe i think that must be the explanation yeah that's a good option i mean it's it's ridiculous that he thinks that he was going to be able to get away with blaming poor fred white Yes. I got I mean I got nothing else to say. Like poor execution from the team. <laughs> what else? You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> it's just sad. It's just a and wild. It, the worst it's a part wild is he's thing. sprinting. Yeah. And he could have beaten Remco. Like how do you well, blame someone else for the crash you caused? But he beat Remco. Let's get let's get that four stuff. Let's let's get into yeah, what ifs then. Do you guys think yeah. Remco was gonna was gonna lose. I mean, he was getting Roglic was getting better, but the way Remco finished know. it out, I I wanted to believe Roglic was gonna put a challenge up, but Is he? Remco looked really good I the last one. I wanted Remco to win. Like I don't mind Remco winning. No, like it's it's cool to see a new Grand Tour winner. So it's um, cooler to see Moss win. Well, uh, no, it wouldn't have been. Let's admit, Tim, you're the only one and Moss's mom <laughs> who think it would be yeah. cooler for Moss to win. I, I'm not against yeah. Moss, but, like, Remco is a massive star, and, and Moss is not. He's not bringing the same thing to cycling in general. And yeah. I'd like to make a note that the last time a Belgian rider won the Volta, 1977. Do you guys know the last time a Belgian rider won a Grand Tour? This is painful uh, for a country as cycling crazy as Belgium. Do you have a guess? Last Grand Tour year. Any Grand uh, Tour. I'm seeing blank looks, people. I'm seeing blank looks. 1978. The, la- the last Giro okay. win by Belgium. 1978. Volta 77. Tour 76. They the, Right there, they were like, cool. And they just like the French rolled into 1986 and thought... We'll get one pretty soon. Belgium has been now, having a serious drought. That's got to feel know. good for them. Remco's going to... He's going to get more than Pizza does, Hut. doesn't seem that old to me, actually. It seems <laughs> like pretty young, yeah, still like, spry, still got it. It's the kids, it. right? Yeah, the kids yeah. are from then. No, yeah, yeah. 78 could still pull off a win. No problem. Mm-hmm. I you mean, know, they, if they just rode a little bit more. They rode a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they tried. Ma- maybe they will. Maybe they will. I mean, seventy-eight. Maybe. They were only they were only racing on, on sideburns and amphetamines back then. So it was a totally <laughs> different world. <laughs> yeah. Then. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, guys, I, I had roller derby points on Remco. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the results. Um. I will admit, uh, for the first week, 10 days, whatever, I wanted to see him crack uh, just because he's a little bit of a hot shot. And I was like, no way, hot shot, sit down. It's not your time yet. <laughs> no way, hot shot. But as time went on, I was like, no, 
maybe it's maybe it's time for all the old men to sit down and it's the hotshot's turn. Let's see him pull this off and I'm I'm glad that he did. Because it gives all the young riders like myself uh inspiration um to really take it to the next level, you know? Young riders like ourselves. That yes. Totally agree. This is Every Grand Tour, I ask you guys the question. Uh-huh. One out of ten. Uh. Mm. Ten being the 2004 Tour de France between Lance and Ulrich, because it that was our first collectively. I think you mean three, yeah. Yeah, 2003, sorry. I mean, they were that all was, like Lance versus Ulrich, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the 2003 one was great. Those are the Bianchi Celeste colors. Oh, fantastic. I cried when he crashed in the time trial. The sparks flew. Anyways, I digress. That was a 10. Yep. A 1 would be the 2022 Vuelta. Um, so Whoa. on a scale of 1 to 10, Whoa. we're going to rank this. Uh, I think we need to start making it relative because, you know, like, what is the worst Grand Tour oh, in our fandom? This one's pretty close to the worst Grand. Like, I have felt no infatuation with this event in the last. No, so I've been on. a hardcore yeah. cycling fan for 19 years guys of all the grand tours 19 times three uh-huh. um someone quick do the math uh but i can think of i've watched almost all of them there's been 57 grand tours i do think that this is probably the one that is <laughs> furthest away from the one i like the most uh i wouldn't give it that i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name a worse grand tour since we started watching and basically having this same podcast conversation for the last 19 years as friends a grand tour see this yeah. is this is our thing tim is like you you are very this is like your your anti alaphilippe energy like you run on yeah. negativity and cycling and <laughs> I, and i i can't think what you want you want me to name you want me to name no. like the grand tour i was What's the most worse? grumpy and mad at and i and i can't i all i can think of is like well that was a fun it, one and it then was definitely... i guess i like things in that like it's definitely okay. one of those Roberto Harris early 2000s Voltas that's uh, probably got to be garbage. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying that this is – I did not – like one out of ten, I'd probably give it a five. Like mm. like at no point. Like it was cool because Remco won. I would mm. – Yeah. The first two weeks were garbage. Like I was not excited at all. And then on Saturday was a fun day to watch. I came back. I watched it on the old Peacock. There's a lot mm-hmm. of mountain climbs. It probably would have been cooler if Roglic didn't crash himself out and yeah. someone else. Yeah. Um, but I think forgettable. It was a forgettable I, I, thing except for Remco winning. I agree it didn't have a through-line narrative of like what could be. Remco looked very dominant. I think in the beginning it had a little bit of that because Roglic took the jersey first, and you thought, whoa, all right, Roglic back from the crash. Remco took over. Basically, he seemed out of it, and then... Like with that attack when he crashed himself for two minutes before he crashed himself, you thought, holy cow, this dude's attacking on a flat stage. Like mm-hmm. the mountains are going to be bonkers. So it had super big potential. And I like you, like you said, I like that Remco one. I like seeing Mad Mads uh, Peterson win a bunch of races uh, coming into Worlds. I, I like to see that. And I like to see Carapaz. Uh, Winning stages, man. Just going going bonkers in the mountains after he'd seen like he didn't have a good GC thing. So I found all that fun and all the young guys coming up. But like, I mean, uh, Iran is the only person over thirty in the in, in the top ten. That's that's crazy. What about the top thirteen? Well, in the top thirteen, it it it's it's weighted. It's sort of heavy uh-huh. on the back end there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and okay. yes, the last day salute. So I'm giving it a six point seven three. All right. Sam, I'm thinking 2014 Tour de France, Vincenzo <laughs> Nibali. Um, Nibali, a great rider, kind of deserves to win a tour. Won by nearly eight minutes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but. Not very interesting. Oh, I think if we go back to the tape, we were all losing our minds <laughs> that Froome wow. wasn't winning. Wow. And that we had Frenchmen on the podium. I think we were probably going out uh, of our there, minds. All right, all right, excitement. all right. What about what about <laughs> Carlos Sastre or Cadell Evans' oh, as wins? The, 
So the, two the, of the, the most boring Adams people was, in cycling. The, the Sastre one, Oof. it was like the the changing of the guard, right, from the Lancer. The That was a pretty garbage tour. I can't remember even any. It was. It, uh-huh. I'm remembering that one the same way I'm remembering the Remco. The Cadell Evans one, though, was cool because of two reasons. One is his chin. It's a beautiful, beautiful. It's not good enough reason. Okay, yeah. no, and that's the se- not the enough. Second, but... The second is that he didn't crash or break a collarbone. Yeah, I mean that had the good narrative of he'd been close so many times. Yeah, with the crashes yeah. in the second places. I uh, like the Sastra, but okay. you guys know that I was a All Sastra right. fan. Pre, yeah, and yeah, I'd probably yeah. been yapping you guys about how he should be the leader on that team, even above the Schlecks, yeah, even though they had were. their sh- jerseys unzipped. And that win on Altuez, well, come on, that's that's still. All right, all right, mind. all right, all right. Garrett Thomas, 2018. Gotta oh, be boring. Was no, that boring? That's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, G1. G1, we have got to see Bern- Bernal for the first time, though. That was fun. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I don't know what the worst one is. I mean, I don't know either. Probably the, 2006, the Sastra, actually. The 2006, <laughs> when Floyd gets thrown out, I think the air one. just came out of the room for the tour uh, yeah. that year. Um, that's probably the worst one. Yeah. Uh, honestly. No, no, no. That one was amazing when he did that whole stage. On nothing you didn't. but uh, You didn't do water. it, though, Tim. <laughs> yeah, check it. It, it doesn't happen. exist. You might yeah. remember it, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, I, I just, can we go okay. back to this 2008 Sastra? <laughs> okay. One? Just, just for right. the record. So uh-huh. it sets up Cadell Evans because he got second. But you have Gerolsteiner. Gerolsteiner. You had Bernard Cole. I know yeah. it didn't really count. Yeah, you good. It didn't Menchoff. count at all. Menchoff. Not even close with Bernard Cole. Menchoff gets on the podium because yeah. Cole gets booted. That's which a seems fair. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was, mean, a, that was really a bad hard. year. I think 2008 might be the worst one. Oh, yeah, sorry, I mean that's guy. that's pretty bad when you think about some some of the, <laughs> the it's the depressing people then yeah right, uh, two thousand I I don't know two thousand six pretty depressing too the, anyway the Contador ones are okay Cadell Evans over the Schlecks man the poor Schlecks they were so close little guy how did you ever see through it, yeah like, I know I don't know man Spencer I, I'm just telling to go you. back a- anyway guys I, I give this Volto five okay it's just average thanks is that what we were talking about. I think so. I, I, I can't believe. I just want to, Spencer, you're throwing Nibali's uh-huh. eight-minute win, which was boring yeah. because of the eight minutes, but two Frenchmen on the podium and Valverde in fourth place, that was a two. thing of beauty. It was the absolute thing of beauty. JCP was a 1,000 years old, and Thibaut Pino, we were starting to see the rise of Thibaut Pino. I, I, I do like that. Valverde in fourth, your favorite in fifth, uh, TJ Van Garderen, who you still oh, talk about lovely. to this day, despite not racing yeah. for years, wow. That's was only part of the big five. eleven minutes back. So that was yeah, a different. No, that was, was such a different time that we saw a tour like that, and we were enjoying it. And now we've gotten Noted, so used uh, to close tours that like what, Remco wins by a couple minutes, and we're like, ah, it was nothing. Nothing happened. Tim. Tim's trying to keep this in because Heimar Zubeldi is still there in an anonymous eighth place. Um, and noted gravel racer, Lauren Tenstan you know, in, uh, yeah. in ninth. So, all right, well. So overall, the Volta, it's done. Thank goodness. We're leading up into uh, Worlds. That means that it's the time for the uh, the Montreal, Quebec City UCI races. Which mm-hmm. are um, way better than the Volta, yes. Can we, should we go to these one of these years? We really should. Yes. After watching we, them this we week, we should. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Quebec so yeah. looked incredible. Like, yeah, that, Quebec was that, really fun. That solo finish was amazing, but obviously the clean up there in second place was the story of the day. <laughs> um, Michael Matthews would have won if not for the breakaway up the road. Uh, I don't know why I'm not hearing more about this in the media. Yeah. It's true. I'm surprised I haven't heard more from Tim about little Harry Potter winning in Quebec. That, that, for a minute, Tim was on his was bandwagon, awesome. and I feel like right as he started winning in the last couple of years, like you've stopped yapping about him all the time. And and it and it's a weird disconnect. And I don't know if that's because you're worried that you're going to curse him. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You haven't talked it's, about him in a while. Some of that. There's definitely some of that. 
and he's it was having great a good to year. Matthews not being here. <laughs> he's still not but talking the, about him. <laughs> the Frenchman winning in Quebec, Little Harry Potter, Benoit, Cosenfroy, um, crushing it. My favorite thing is that when he wins, you can tell like, like his popularity goes up. Like all of a sudden, cycling Twitter like remembers that he exists. They're like, ah, the guy with glasses from AG2R, another solid win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, he's a- we get uh, we get Germay on the podium again, uh, which also we haven't nice. seen for a little while, which is pretty great. Uh, I didn't see them give him a, a champagne bottle, so that's always helpful. Uh, for the future of his career, which you love to see. Little known writer Wout Van Aert there in fourth. Maybe a guy to watch. Maybe. And uh, how yeah. How do you guys feel about the? How do you guys feel about the Friday and then Sunday race though? I like it. I do you like, like it a that? lot. Instead of a Saturday Sunday back to back. Yeah, I like. Well, I mean, they need a day between. Man, both those races are brutal. So mm-hmm. you can't run they them. Look really awesome. When uh, you look at the profiles of the race, it's. They're pretty cool. That Montreal one going up Mount Royal, the yeah. hell that we've done, the three of us in an alley cat. Spencer, no, have you just been there? Spencer isn't there. I was going to ask, Spencer, have you been up? Me and Tim have Absolutely ridden up that. Not. That is hard. That is very, very, very hard. And they high. went up it yeah. a lot. And we yeah, did. Like we went up it 15 once. 15 times? Yeah, yeah, that was great. The late break was great. Uh, Pogacar, man, uh, turns out he's he's good at everything. Oh, gotcha. I enjoyed watching oh, that sorry. way you. more. I enjoyed watching that way more uh-huh. than uh, the Volta. No, I I did too, Tim. And I I will admit, watching it, watch okay. I watched Quebec and then watching Montreal today. I did think, why am I not at these races? Why are we think we like we talk about going to these big European mm-hmm. races, and that's great and all, but I I could I could drive it, to these not that hard. It wouldn't cost a bazillion dollars, you know, to fly to Europe. So that's true. Why did none of these guys? Why did why did a majority of these riders not show up to uh, Maryland for the crab jersey a few like last week? Do you see uh, right? Like that's got to be why Maryland is going like a week earlier just to like oh, try yeah. to maybe get I think some the, of these riders down. The checks didn't clear is yeah. probably the answer. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Ah, well, one of these days we should go. Uh, Romain Bardet with a solid eighth place. Um, GVA. 18th or 16th place, sorry. 16th. Yeah. Friend, pretty good. What friend of the podcast, Tom Schoons, a 14th and a 12th on the weekend. Uh, 12th the place, po- just pipping yeah. Michael Matthews. Just pipping. Just yeah. pi- oh, God. You know, you know he Skews. did that on purpose. Did you do it on purpose? Did you, you did it? Please yeah. tell me you did it on purpose. He's no, he in did. the pocket of Big Potato. Of course he did it on purpose. He knew we were going to talk <laughs> about Matthews getting so pipped. Ah. Uh, I hope he sat on his wheel, too. He's like, uh I'll sprint for 12 today. Sorry, but like, these are for the yeah. boys on the podcast. Eat more <laughs> potatoes. You gotta yeah, do what well, you gotta do. What we should do is we should actually get up there to Montreal for our uh, one-on-one interview, uh, call-in interview with the man, the myth, the legend, our very own man of the Peloton. Tour de France stage winner, Michael Matthews, in this week's pre This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to Life in the Peloton, also the Slow Ride Podcast, afterwards. <laughs> Alright, we'd like to thank longtime sponsors of the podcast, Hammerhead, for their continued support. Many shouts, head over to hammerhead.io and get your very own Hammerhead Crew 2 which is one of the coolest cycling computers on the market. The biggest touchscreen display. It is bright. It is awesome. Spencer, I know you're rocking it all the time because it's I am. basically the nicest GPS slash computer on the market with the climber feature that lets you see everything. Yeah. If you were going up Mount Royale, you would know how much more there was left. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I knew how much there was left when I was going up Mount Tom earlier uh, in the day today. Whoa. It was a little, a little rainy Whoa. out, and the touchscreen still worked perfectly. Uh, the mapping feature was great, even uh, at that altitude. Um, so I was, uh, I was feeling pretty good about the cover too. I gotta say, uh, nice. I'm, you know, I don't ride as often as I used to, but when I do, 
I want the best of the best. And obviously the Hammerhead Career 2 is that. And uh, when I got mine, I got the free heart rate strap as well, which you could do uh, if you drop those in your cart over at hammerhead.io and use the code SLOWRIDE when you check out. That's right. Hammerhead.io. Use promo code SLOWRIDE to get your very own heart rate strap. Check it out. We've had friends of the podcast email us and say how much they mm-hmm. love the career too, which is fantastic to hear. I've heard folks that have gotten the heart rate strap. I've heard folks that have done the custom color kit in the past. It's back to the heart rate strap. We're absolutely stoked. Use the computer used by Chris Froome. Yeah. Lots of others as well. And 16th Spencer place, uh, Greg Van Avermaet. And Spencer uh, Yeah. And Justin Williams. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you should check it out. Hammerhead.io. Use the promo code SLOWRAD. We'd also like to thank the continued support of the listeners and members of the, sl- of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Mm-hmm. Do, thanks to you, we have brand new audio equipment here at the Orlando Studios. It's much needed. I'm very happy for this. Yeah, I am too. It was causing um, much also, consternation. What's some of our favorite things about the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network is our continued um, email interactions. Can't wait to get to the email oh uh, my inbox, God. but this week is banging. This week's banging, but I don't know if anything's as banging as a little guy wearing his rail bike shirt. I don't know, Spencer, if you noticed this, but uh, oh yeah, the shirt that came probably. Top five moment of all the podcasts is that friend uh, Adam Shoup got like almost should have gotten the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt because he tracked down this shirt from yeah. the unpublished book from years ago, and the writer of the book going, "No, I don't have any shirts left <laughs> from a book published in 1991." Yeah, and little guy now is wearing it. Oh, looks so good, little guy. Thank you. Amazing. It's a great shirt. Thanks, Adam. I, I wear it. I wear it all the time. It's in, it's in a regular, know, very regular rotation. Ah, uh, good. And the best best part is if you're a member, uh, if you're a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network, you get the 500 extra points over on Roller Derby. So you can uh, go over to Roller Derby and act like you know what you're talking about when it comes mm-hmm. to cycling. And uh, Wordless Joe, uh, still crushing it over there in the uh, the, uh, the the standings. Just, mm-hmm. just, just crushing it. <laughs> just I, mean, just, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, he just pays attention. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. what kind of you humble brag uh, was that? It was incredible email from Wordless Joe. Uh, congrats so, for crushing it. Well, let's get back to the show and let's get into the inbox for this week's Slow Ride Podcast. Kerry Werner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast. All right, guys, here we are back on the podcast. Major shout out to everyone that emails us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Um, the first one comes to us, uh, well, I guess it's got a couple. Cyclocross season is here. I don't know if you guys noticed, last week Spencer was talking all about the love that he has gotten out there in Western Mass. Yeah. And we've had some listeners chime in and let us know that there actually is the Treehouse Cross Race on the same day that we're supposed to be in Schwamigan. So, uh, Spencer, are you going to go to the Treehouse uh, Cross Race? Because we got a sweet email here from Johnny Marin. I should be there. Yeah. Crowd goes wild. I should be there. Oh, we should be, should be there. I should is that I oh, should man. be there or I should be there or I should be there. It's, it's just this? really how you, you know, where you so place a, the uh, inflection. Yeah. So it looks like it's a banger of an event. First one ever. Yeah. Um, and it's part of the, uh, what is that? Like little four week series you got up there. With the Pioneer Valley uh, cyclocross series up here. Um, you know, week two is right down the street here in Holyoke. Uh, week three is the treehouse, which I, I've been roped into, apparently, by a little guy um, last time we <laughs> talked about it. Um, Do my best. But my the Schwamigan form is there. I'm not afraid. The only thing I'm afraid of is taking out a USA Cycling license for a, approximately $1 million with inflation, I think. 
uh, these days. So we'll see if so, I can skirt the rules on that one somehow with a one day or something like that. Uh, yeah, can't you do one day? I mean, I don't know. Oh, I've never know. had to get a one day before. Oh, well, so, I'm sure you can do a one I, day and race the age race, right? I assume you're going to yeah, show up and come race on. the 30 You're going to get out the squid cross? Now, you should get out the squid squid bike. It's yeah. awesome. It's a good-looking mm-hmm. bike. Saw some photos. You're actually riding. Um, saw some photos of you riding. Or at least someone stole your camera phone. Uh-huh. And it looks like maybe it was you riding, um, which is fantastic. Now, Spencer, being in the hotbed of cyclocross, what's amazing is you can either do the Pioneer Valley or you can just ride a few. Uh, it looks, looks like up in Maine there's the Deer Farm Cross Race, but they also have a gravel race the next day. So you can actually do both. You could do a double-up weekend. Um, and shout-outs to uh, Greg Dolbeck you- for... Uh, had send us that so you can do the deer farm cyclocross or down for gravel you're trying to kill me you want me to die yeah. okay yeah no uh this like is not, i'm gonna um, we'll see you know what let's keep everyone on the toes i'll be at one or the other um <laughs> we'll see you're gonna have to go to both if you want to find out where i am for sure um uh, i think that's the best way the only fair way we can do it um yeah, for sure but, you know, speaking of hotbeds of cycling, we've got the whole USA Cycling Cyclocross team out here uh, in East Hampton, right on the other side of Mount Tom uh, this week, training with Stephen Hyde, Ellen Noble, all those folks, running all the kids through the paces, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, every is, every talented kid tough, in the country is, your, is around yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, basically like, oh, you're just going to go learn how to do cyclocross from some of the best in the, uh, in the biz here in the yeah. U.S., um, we'll keep this uh, show on the road. Uh, shout out to Mark in Jacksonville, Florida for an email. Oh, this is going to be a banger right away. Uh-oh. If he lives in Jacksonville, I'm just going to assume he lives in River, uh, Riverside, Avondale, which is by far the coolest neighborhood in Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville, like you guys really, the elitism that comes from the north and the front, of, <laughs> front, the front range towards yeah. Florida is pretty warranted. The elitism that comes from every other city in Florida towards Jacksonville is also kind of that level. Um, it's kind of rude, actually. Jacksonville, pretty cool. Uh, quick shout-outs to Jacksonville, um, right. also known as the Bold City. Um, it is the largest city in the country by area because they Bold have city? annexed... huge. They have, they have annexed the entire county of Duval County. So you've got farms in the metropolitan area of uh, uh, Jacksonville. There was a Jacksonville velodrome at one point. Huh. It is more bombed out than the one in Detroit or Baton Rouge. Pretty cool. Okay. Um, and little note, cool. little guy, you yeah. know this. You know this. There is a monorail in downtown Jacksonville. Um, Never seen it. It is one of three people movers that were um, financed under the Jimmy Carter um, administration only to be ripped out by penny pension Ronnie Reagan. So the so they still had to build it, but there's only like three stations. Yeah. I have ridden it. I still own the KOM over the bridge into downtown Jacksonville because I rode the uh, the train. Uh-huh. Uh, it goes literally to nowhere. It's fantastic. So. There's your Jacksonville history uh, corner. Jacksonville uh-huh. corner, you've had it. I, Should I, we get to the just, email? <laughs> I, just, well, I just looked it up, Timmy, because I remember it was really big. I remember driving around it and feeling like I was a million miles from Jacksonville and seeing that I was actually in Jacksonville. It's 874 square miles. You could run a week-long stage race and barely touch this much of the huh. city. Like You could run a grand tour in Jacksonville. It's huge. Tour to Jacksonville. Tour to Jacksonville. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a lot of races. Yeah, I feel like this would be a lot of sprint stages and team time trials. Um, Oh yeah, this one of my favorite places for vacation, as you guys know, is Amelia Island, just north of Jacksonville. So not gonna crap on it forever. But the monorail, the Jacksonville Skyway, is definitely worth worth a visit if you're ever coming down 95. Must do it. Tim, is Um, it is it really the bold city? And if so, are there italic cities and strike through cities and maybe hope where where in florida is comic sans 
city. <laughs> oh, is that Orlando? That's the default that, setting. That's the yeah. default city. If uh-huh. it's not otherwise noted, it's it's common so, sense. So it's, okay. It's known it's known as the Bold City because, um, <laughs> wow, this is the, what a what a marketing effort this was, because Jacksonville uh, was known as the bold new city of the South. Aha. Uh-huh. So really uh, hitting the nail right on the head there. Yeah, just like, I... yeah. Um, I don't even... I, I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Thank you so much for the email. Let's let's get right into it. I'm sure you're okay. a great guy. Uh, oh, this was just the I, intro I to the email. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, at no point... He just, he just like, kind of placed that into the back, that it's Mark in Jacksonville, and I just want to uh-huh. say that I, I actually like Jacksonville. Been up there a okay. bunch. Good federal right. court up there. All right. Uh, guys, just listen to the pod on the way home from work. I bet you it was a really long drive home. <laughs> Unless he lives in Riverside. The traffic in Jacksonville is pretty bad. There's a lot of road. Little guy. Okay. Highways all over. Am I right? If you live in yeah. Jacksonville and you work in Jacksonville, you could be 872 <laughs> miles away from home. <laughs> yeah, basically. Apparently. It's like... <laughs> Square miles, but yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, all right. Love the World Championship stage race idea, but I'd recommend bringing it all together. Okay. The stages. See where this is going? He's bringing it to Jacksonville. Yeah. For the stages, have an individual time trial mm-hmm. where the winner gets the ITT rainbow bands. Okay. Have a monster mountain stage. The winner gets King of the Mountain rainbow bands. A crit where the crit rainbow bands. And finally, a flatter stage for sprinters where they get the sprinter rainbow bands. The world champion is the GC winner for all the stages and wears the white jersey with rainbow bands for any road race. The winner lines up regardless of the style of race. The individual category winners get unique jerseys to wear all year, but it's different from the white jersey. This way, the world champion is the overall champion, like in gymnastics, where someone wins the medal for each different event, but there's also the best across the board for the overall champ. Keep up the good banner. You make my commute more enjoyable. It's probably a really long one, Mark. I appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I kind of like I, this idea with the gymnastics overall <laughs> champion. This is it. He had a lot of time a, to ponder this. This is a, yeah, he did. Um, this is a very astute observation, and I think a great addition to kind of the idea that we were boiling up uh, last episode, uh, and. I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think it's. I think there should be more championship jerseys. I think they should be more recognized, more celebrated. Um, it's it's a that's a home run idea. You run a stage race where, and maybe it's not even every stage is like so. There's only four or five or whatever, but like there is a designated. This is the sprint world championship stage, and this is the time trial. Like whatever. Um, that's a, that's a fantastic idea. Roll it all up into one. Everybody's there peeking at the same time. The national teams have to work different strategies. Ah, it's genius. Mm-hmm. It's taking 4D chess that cycling usually is up to 5 and 6D chess. This is this is good for getting new people to understand what the sport is and how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, make it clear I, for sure. <laughs> uh, Mark Great maybe, work. I, I, I wonder... Maybe uh, the worst three countries could get relegated. Oh. That now, now, we're, <laughs> now we're talking game. This is good. I love it. Yeah. Um, I just was... Uh, Spencer, when you were coming up with that idea of the relegation, uh-huh. I was just typing in, I found what could possibly be a 55-minute commute to go 50 miles in Jacksonville if he was going to the... In Jacksonville, there's a small area <laughs> called Mayport... Everyone should check it out. There's actually a car ferry that goes across. Look, guy, like you can put your car on the ferry. Have it's we, where A1A ends. Have we transitioned into podcast within a podcast where we are now in like the Jacksonville Minute presented by Tim, the super rookie, uh, where uh, he talks all about Jacksonville facts for uh, five minutes within our podcast? It's, it's, been, it's been pretty bad. And I do apologize. The Jacksonville Visitors Bureau. I'm sorry. The bold new city of the South. Uh-huh. Should uh, be paying us money for the because we've been kind of making fun just... of Jacksonville at the same time. So I don't know if, how much they're going to want to pay us, but well, maybe. send it, send it. Hello, slow riders. Today I got a chuckle at the top of the trail, and this is my little story to tell. 
First, this has to be prefaced by your episode a couple times back about Whistler and y'all's ability to send it. Second, you have to be aware that if you have an iPhone and use earbuds, Siri will read your text and you can reply vocally via the earbuds. Mm-hmm. Today, I was riding the mountain bike out here in Santa Cruz, the home base for Haley, Haley Batten, when she's not getting a world's podium. I had the Slow Ride podcast playing in one of my earbuds. I was about to descend the double black diamond braille trail on the demo forest when I got a text. I listened. I replied. But before Siri's re- Siri will reply, she asked, send it. Of course I said, send it. <laughs> and then I sent it. Braille, DH, uh, and then he... Uh, shared the uh, trail uh-huh. a guy named joe out there at the demo forest i have ridden this trail really um years ago nine years ago i was out in santa cruz doing a training when i first started at my current place of employment been there for nine years i was uh-huh. out there in santa cruz i was sending it on this trail uh-huh. so what's I your KOM? out of my mind i got out i got out of my saddle several times because uh-huh. I came down and I, I was like I'm trying to keep up, trying to impress the kind of new boss. And I almost ate it going over a log. And I did a lot of walking on this trail. <laughs> Never again. <Okay. laughs> like, <All right. laughs> Never. It was fun. Cool. I believe it. But uh, Joe, thank you so much. So happy that you sent it uh, with Siri. I do appreciate that Siri encourages the mountain bike fam of the Slow Ride Podcast to send it on a regular basis. And I will never send it. Um, me- medical <laughs> medical reasons, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Robert Glover, fun as always. Profit, process of elimination with all the Grand Tour fatigue around at the moment. I suggest that you turn back the Peloton into an elimination race. The last rider is eliminated on stage one, the last two riders on stage two, and the last three on stage three. Ooh, this is really good. This guarantees a second final sprint each day. Yeah. And as the tour progresses, adds to the strategic headaches of the tour teams trying to figure out how they burn their matches at the front end of the race to help their leader without losing too many riders in the elimination sprint. It may Uh also create a new type of rider who specializes in just beating the fall of the axe through race guile and sharp elbows. I'm thinking Valverde here. This is Rob from the Pharaohs. So... If you do the math, a twenty-one. That's would a lot. Be any riders left? Like that's a lot. Yeah. And maybe it could reset every week, there. where it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, and then there's a rest day, and yeah, then just, it's one, two, three, four, five, six again, or something. We might have to work out the numbers a little bit, but the idea in general, pretty good. I uh, used to know how to do this math like problem. I don't uh-huh. think there'd be any riders left. No, I don't think so. After after the final three stages, like just alone, there would pretty much be all gone. Um, but I mean, eliminating—you would eliminate two hundred thirty-one riders on twenty stages. Yeah, that's that's a little <laughs> bit over. Well, over but if the no quota. one gets relegated, that's true. We'll be close to that. Uh, yeah, a couple more years, we should be well over that, and then we'll know yeah. who the true winner is of the stage I kind of like the idea, but this is this is the American Flyers. We talk about this every time we rewatch American Flyers. They do the mm-hmm. thing where they just cut out half the field on stage one. It's just yeah. like <laughs> you're done. Yeah, it's yeah. a rule. That was a much Love shorter it. stage race. So yeah, yeah, three stages, uh, and they just you know cut out the chaff early. Like that that makes sense to me. Um, we could do that maybe. Maybe that's the first day after every rest. Or like stage one, and then the first day after each rest day, half the field gets eliminated. Whoever isn't in the top 50%, you're just gone. Uh, 16th place already? Hey, guys. Thanks for the shout-out to my boys, Magnus and Rowan. In last week's episode, I played it to them. We were driving, driving somewhere as usual, and they were delighted. You might be interested to know that even Rowan crashed out of the junior, boy, junior boys race. Magnus got 16th place. What yeah. can this mean for the Treehouse and Ghost, the last race in the series? By the way, Matt got it right. I've been spending way too much time perusing mountain bike cranks online and getting generally distracted trying to figure out which one, which ones were boost cranks, which I don't want, and they all have different BCDs. Thanks again, and keep up the great work, <laughs> Nick. Nick, father of the year. Right yeah, there. Yeah. 
Magnus yeah. Rowan, listen to your dad. Yeah. 16th especially, place, especially you, Rowan, who didn't like my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnus, you do whatever place, you want. So buddy. definitely uh, bodes well for the future. So. Mm-hmm. Good oh, luck so with good the Just see. get square taper. Oh, it's too <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to little my story, Tim. I got a story about square square taper cranks. Oh yeah, go ahead. I love okay. I love stories about right, square tapered cranks. It's, is this a it, recent it, story or a story from 1995? I <laughs> know uh, it's well, it's kind of a recent story. It's recent. Okay. It's a recent story. All so right. um, today I was driving back into town from camping, and I was thinking as I drove through the suburbs how much I hate coming back to the city. Then I got back to my neighborhood, and I was like, I like my neighborhood. And then I realized I really like my neighborhood when, right before I turned on my alley, I saw a sign up on a flagpole that said, Bike Sale. Uh, yeah. Right, a, like, a block away from me on a porch, uh, there was a bunch of people selling a ton of bike stuff. Um, so I parked the car okay. and ran back down there because it was almost 6 o'clock. It's like I was a, worried they are going to close. A localized bike jumble in one person's yes. front porch. One block from my house uh, at, a, at some folks, and I didn't really know any of them really, but um, faces I'd seen around. And they okay. had a bunch of bike stuff for sale, and mm-hmm. it was great. And here's how it relates to cranks, which is just barely. This was an excuse to tell the story. It was, there was a pair of Middleburn cranks, which are cool square taper mountain bike cranks, but the spider was cracked, and so I did not buy them for $35, even though they're very cool, and I still thought about buying them to put them in my broken crank collection. Uh-huh. But Which everyone get, should have. That's a that seems everyone a little overpriced have. for broken cranks, right? What? Like thirty five dollars for the broken spider? That seems like a reach. Well, I mean, go to eBay. Middleburn cranks you are probably selling for a ton of money. No, they said now, they were. They knew they were broken. Did you right make them an offer though, little guy? Were you like, oh, these are I don't these are broken? Maybe I don't know, ten dollars? No, I didn't because, well. <laughs> Because this was my kind of bike bike sale, and that I went in, I went in Wait, super no. cheap, and I bought I bought the best. Stuff. <laughs> did you, I bought a three dollars? Did you go to rate. this sale? Did you go to this sale with the rail bike shirt on? Yeah, I had the rail bike shirt. Oh, on. dude, they saw you coming <laughs> from a mile away. Yeah, they they saw, saw you saw coming Mark from a mile away. away. They're like, oh, this guy's gonna lowball us this whole time. They saw you coming so far away. Not even funny. You're like one of those guys that shows up to the carnival. And then they mark you. They're like, oh, here comes the mark. Look uh, at this guy in his rail bike shirt. He's going to play dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, they're not dealing with you. Look, what's this? I didn't play Mid- dumb. This middle, is why I wasn't middle, dealing. This is you, why I wasn't dealing. What, what, is I, this, uh, what is this quill stem? <laughs> How does this even work? I mean, what is a quill? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I didn't make any, any deals. I bought a $3 chain ring, a okay. $5 bottom bracket, a $5 stem. Uh-huh. And you were playing to type. I was I was just buying like little things I need, and then as I was walking out, this is what I'm super excited about. I got a micro shift rear derailleur. I was pretty pumped to find a micro shift uh, long cage, ten speed rear derailleur for fifteen bucks, like new condition, looks great. I was pumped, you guys. Micro shift. I've done it. I've branched out from Sun Tour, Campy, and Shimano. I've I've entered a new world. Interesting. So, yeah. I'm this is about, interesting because. Microshift is like the new guy on the block, but yeah. you've got the 10 speed version that would be old enough to pique little guy's interest. This is a new, like, mm-hmm. are you saying bike parts are entering a new, I don't know what, fifth era maybe? And now, so that means fourth era parts are okay for you to to uh, purchase. And, and big, as long as they're used. a big development. Yeah. This is actually yeah. a market now. This is a big 406 episodes in around 55 minutes. This, I mean, this is I, huge. Little yeah, guys I in expect, a micro shift. This is, I, this is I expect the article to break on Bicycling Retailer like uh, a few months from now about how there's a new paradigm in cycling and how we're moving into a new era. Uh, but you heard it here first. Um, this is this is pretty big. I, I will say I was on Bicycle Retailer the other day, Spencer, and I uh-huh. almost had a heart attack. Oh. For you? For me. Because, yeah, because the the headline was KHS to close in August. And right away I'm like, 
KHS bicycles is going away? KHS track frames? What? Oh my goodness, I am... This is the first time I ever talked to Spencer was to ask him about his KHS track bike. That's true. Right. This thing is the, the brand that birthed the podcast, you might say. Yeah. Well, For turns out it's KHS <laughs> bicycle parts. Yeah. The which is not to be confused yeah. by the, the California distributor bike brand. Mm-hmm. You think they would have solved that problem over the years. But KHS uh, bike parts, which... Uh, Basically, um, brought on, uh, brought in Dahan, and uh, you know, did some, sh- did some spokes. But anyway, mm. so Spencer, things are okay. KHS bikes still around. KHS Aero Track Bike, the coolest track bike you could have in 2003. I had outgrown it by then and tried to pawn it off on the Super Rookie, but I <sighs> who never ended up purchasing so, it, and yet this podcast exists. I don't know how. So, I've been disappointed since day one. <laughs> Have you seen the other, uh, the, the, there's other news out there. Oh. First thing I want to say news-wise, Keegan Swenson going to uh, Road Worlds for the U.S., which is pretty awesome because when oh, he's yeah. not busy, yeah, yeah, yeah. not racing road, he's crushing everybody in endurance gravel and mountain bike. Um, so congrats to Keegan Swenson for going so to now, Road Worlds. I sure hope he wins and, and pulls yeah. a uh, Anna... Uh, uh, the woman from Austria's name Anna Greisenhauer or something I'm gonna butcher yeah. it yeah uh, no, just, just wanted that to be you what, well thanks for that but what I'm excited about with this is that there is now a direct and clear obvious line from the gravel racing scene to the world championship road cycling scene uh, which we yeah. desperately needed yeah now, and the, this- it's Instead of the opposite way from retiring out of road cycling into gravel, gravel is now producing the next generation of road racers. But is this a bit like American Flyers now? I mean, has he done any races? Does he have a USA <laughs> cycling license even? Like, well, it's is, just fast is he track technically him. A, a Cat 5, but, but his, his brother with a really nice mustache just got him into the race? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe it was him with the mustache and he just shaved it off later. Who knows? Oh. There, so there is a Keegan. He's racing gravel. So there's Keegan, a good chance. Keegan Swenson has, uh, nope, not done any road races according to first cycling and pro cycling sets. That's send him to worlds. Send him to worlds. Let's I do like it. it. Um, I like the it. other, uh, bit of news that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but, uh, Zwift is capitalizing on the, uh, the pandemic fad of Z- Zwifting. Um, yeah. It has its own hardware. Uh, they timed this one beautifully. Um, you can now get a Zwift smart trainer called the Hub. You can put <laughs> your orders in now. And little guy, I will have you know that you can get an 8-speed, a 9-speed, a 10-speed, 11-speed, and a 12-speed. Um, uh, options. Version. But they all have to be SRAM or Shimano. No campy um, setup. So way to, way to just... That's good. Set yourself apart from two percent of the audience. <laughs> I would like to think that Campy was <laughs> way to play the way to play. Everybody the knows the Campy will just shift fine on the SRAM at this point. I think yeah. it's there's, no secret. There's 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 no cassette option too. But um, so little guy, you can get five hundred bucks. You can get your own uh, Zwift trainer. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Uh, or you can get the new Wahoo for nine hundred. Okay. Well, I'll definitely, I'll definitely go with that then. That seems like a better okay. deal. Yeah, definitely. I um, mean, so yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a coup. Uh, they did announce that they were going to make a whole bike, a la Peloton, uh, which got scrapped, uh, and then a bunch of people got laid off from Zwift. Uh, but yeah, they are back with the with the trainer, which actually looks pretty sick. The price is incredible. It's uh, considering price. that it is a jet black trainer rebadged to be Zwift, which also sells for like 900 bucks. So the startup world is wild. I don't understand. It's kind of like Uber. They haven't made a dollar yet, uh, but somehow they're a billion dollar company. Zwift is on their way, man. They're going to the moon. I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm all in. Uh, you can ride on the moon on Zwift. That sounds fun. Potentially, that's actually that's the next course. Actually, it's it's um, 
But they're they're gonna launch it when NASA launches their rocket, which um, still hasn't happened yet. This is uh this is more Florida information that uh, yeah, podcast yeah, sorry, listeners sorry, sorry. don't <laughs> don't care about. Hey, I'm just stoked. There's one. You know, I was like, hey, there's one guy here in Florida. All right, um, shout out to uh, Doug the Sniper who agrees with us that we should be listening to more BMX. Um, yeah, and that it's our duty to bring BMX uh, back into the zeitgeist. Um, and then uh, we got this sweet email from a friend of the pod, Nicholas. Hello, Slow Ride Masters. So finally, those three weeks are over. What was best? Was it one, Remco winning with the B team and Lefebvre not even being there? Was it yeah. two, the world champion <laughs> yeah. not being able, not being of any help and not even being there to celebrate as well? Was it three, Mads Pedersen looking resplendent in rainbow colors, but even cooler in green? Mm-hmm. Was it the young guns of Remco, Plapp, Rodriguez, Moss, Aremson, Aruso, doing what the now 25 to 35 generation wasn't able to do and just drop the hammer, Valverde or not? Was it five, Carapaz sticking his middle finger up to the contract and budget guys at Ineos for not giving him the raise into Vodders for negotiating a better one before even wearing the jersey? Or was it six, all of the above? Enjoy the fall classics and worlds, Nicholas. I mean, I guess one would probably be Remco winning. I can't believe See, you that's didn't a better to... summary of the Volta than we did right there. That that I that summary yeah. made me excited. Right. I was like, "Ooh, this sounds like a great race." <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it did. It sounded like a, it packed a punch. Tim should be all in on number two with Alaphilippe, uh, obviously, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's good at math, so he picked the wrong number. But it's yeah, just, all of the you, above. N- Nicholas was 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 pandering. I'm gonna. He was pandering. I mean, after that review, I'm gonna raise. Actually, I gave it a five out of ten. I'm gonna raise this to a seven out of ten. I think this was a pretty solid Grand Tour. Yeah, what did I give a six point seven three? And I want to be a little more positive than Spencer's. So I'm gonna give mine a seven point zero 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 one. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if uh, that deserves the extra nudge there, but okay. Well, guys, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com so you can find out more about our selection of shows. We'd also like to thank Hammerhead for their continued support. Get your very own heart rate strap by using the promo code SLOWRIDE when you go to Hammerhead.io and purchase a Karoo 2. Thanks for all those that continue to email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the slow ride pod and we already put up our photo of this week's tour de france accoutrements sent to the p.o box (laughs) and uh yeah and with that this is tim in orlando approximately two hours drive time from the jacksonville city border Uh (laughs) five hours from the city center uh, this is Matt in Minneapolis. Uh, if you see me at Schwamigan uh, next weekend, just uh, please come say hi. It would be great to say hi to people. So. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. I just can't stop laughing about little guy just showing up to a bike swap with the rail bike shirt. They must have seen this guy coming from a mile away and be like, Put out all the good stuff, boys. We got we got <laughs> fresh meat coming in. You know they they saw me pull in in the van again beforehand, and I and I did feel <laughs> thankful I didn't have like the I didn't have the bike rack on or anything because otherwise that would have been like they would have just I mean I would have been dead in the water like all the prices would have gone up you know but at least oh, they yeah. didn't know well, they already it was coming. did go up. Wow, what an episode! That was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like 
set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, Cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host a, another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio. And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it! Do it now! Cyclocross friends. <laughs>